Hey everyone, this is episode 14 of the Uncivilized podcast. I'm Brady, Art is here with us as well. Um, we've got a uh, topic that we probably should have gotten a video out on a little bit sooner, but here we are, we're lazy, we're doing shit. It's just how it is. Um, but today I think we really need to discuss uh, not just the protests and the uprising in Minneapolis, but I think around the country as well. Um, I'm originally from Minneapolis. Uh, that's where I got my start. Um, currently in Phoenix. Um, I've seen some of the things going on here in Phoenix as well. Um, Art is in the Midwest and can provide a little bit of um, information on what's going on in their area too. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can kind of just start off at the, the obvious point. We've all seen the video of what happened to George Floyd at the hands of the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, it's literally a snuff film. I don't know any other way to put it. It's worse than some of the things that you see on on Live Leak, and that's pretty hard to top. So it, it's pretty horrifying seeing what happened to uh, to George Floyd. And Art, do you want to provide your opinion on on the video that we saw? Yeah, this is something that I noticed. Not a lot of people talked about the cop who had his, you know, his knee on Floyd's neck has his hands in his pockets. And I did actually talk to a, an officer about this who also agreed this was obviously a brutal act. It was a murder. That's what it is, plain and simple. If you can put your hands in your pockets, you are calm enough to not be doing what you were doing in that. To begin with, you shouldn't have to cut off someone's airway if you're trying to arrest them. That I think, first of all, I think most people can be able to agree with that. But the fact he's handcuffed and on the ground and you can put your knee on his throat and then put your hands in your pockets shows that you are calm and you feel safe enough to do so. So why didn't you just put him in the car? That's, that's my, um, that was my immediate reaction to it. And, you know, I've talked to people who have shared the same thoughts. So obviously this, it was a murder plain and simple. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't even, I've seen that video countless times, just trying to understand on like sort of a human level you know, what was, what was going on in, in that dude's mind as he was slowly killing George Floyd. Um, I first, before I even go into this, I want to say Black Lives Matter, fuck the police. Um, you'll not find any sympathies with the pigs here on the Uncivilized podcast. Um, but I, I really couldn't, after watching that video countless times, I couldn't figure out what was in that man's head. And I didn't even put put the two things together of the hands in the pocket. I, I never even considered that. Uh, so that's even jogging my brain a little bit more right now as I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, we saw other, um, other areas of the video from different locations where you can see the other two officers on his, uh, like on his knees, but the backside of his knees, I don't know what to call that, and holding down his feet as well. Um, yeah, it's just a murder and, uh, I'll tell you at the very beginning, spending a lot of time in Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, especially organizing around that area, um, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of hope that these officers would be charged with anything, um, especially after what happened to Philando Castile uh, just a few years ago. Um, but I guess I'm pleasantly surprised that all four hmm. of these officers are going to be hopefully going to prison. Um, if they don't, I 
don't even need to tell you guys what's going to happen. I think we're going to see uh, devastation in Minneapolis and St. Paul on levels even more than we saw the second and the third day of the uprising there with the burning down of the police station. Um, I think one thing that needs to be said as well, um, I can link the poll. Um, I read it on Twitter that 54% uh, of Americans believe that it was uh, the burning down of the third precinct police station in uptown Minneapolis was justified. So I just want to point out that that has a higher approval rating than Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Um, so that's another thing that's very positive that we can that we can look at as a result of all this, um, because I think it is important that, yes, we are outraged. Yes, we need to be outraged. And if you aren't, then I don't know what to say. Uh, that's pretty disturbing if you're not outraged by the actions that happened to George Floyd. Um, but now that this has happened and this is happening around the country, uh, the uprisings all over the place, I think we need to be looking at the positives, uh, the things that we can improve on, the things that we should be pushing for. Um, I think especially in, in our community, and I'll let Art speak their truth on this part as well, but one thing that I've noticed um, in the circles that we talk about is that yes, there's a lot of pessimism um, and most of the time it's justified. Uh, I think there is a healthy amount of pessimism that you need to have to look at the world objectively. Um, but now we need to spend our energy and spend our time working with our communities and looking at the positive sides, what we can build out of everything that's happened. Because if you just stay angry forever, nothing will change. And uh, yeah, I'll let you speak on that as well. So I don't talk for 20 minutes. Yeah, no, you're good. And in regards to what you said about the 54% supporting the Minneapolis precinct, it says, uh, and I'm looking at Newsweek, says the survey, which was conducted by Monmouth University, surveyed 807 U.S. adults from the 28th of May to the 1st of June. It asked respondents if they thought the actions taken by the protesters, including the burning of the precinct building, was fully justified, partially justified, or not at all justified. According to the poll, 17% said the actions were fully justified and 37% said partially justified for a total of 54%. So obviously they're combining fully and partially justified. Uh, most people, or I, most in between those two, so 37% said partially. And then it says in comparison, 38% said the action was not at all justified uh, and that the poll was a margin of error plus or minus 3.5 percentage points. Uh, so overall, you have more people kind of and fully supporting as opposed to not at all, which I think I'm kind of critical of that. Uh, but I'm also I can see a lot of people thinking that, but, you know, coming to those conclusions in ways that perhaps me and Brady would come to it differently. Uh, you know, typically reformist people that kind of enjoy uh, a riot every once in a while until it upsets them, you know, typically how liberals are. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I'm I'm definitely not saying that that poll is like the be all end all of, yeah. of uh, the American sort of perspective. But I think at least um, me being pretty young, uh, you're pretty young as well. Um, I could not have imagined if you told me a month ago that a police station would have been burned down by an angry mob and 54 people, 54% of, of Americans in almost a thousand people being polled would have not had a negative view of that action. I would have told you that you're fucking lying to me and that would mm -hmm. have never happened in this country. Uh, so that's really where I'm coming at it is like, wow, people aren't just wholesale condemning this. Like that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, nuts for the united states yeah also in regards to the the police officer who killed floyd uh his last name chauvin uh has actually had 
reports filed against him and has a long record of what people are calling police brutality. And I'm going to, again, quote, it's this is from an insider report. Derek Chauvin had a long and ugly history of police brutality long before he killed Floyd. Chauvin was involved in violent incidents before, including three police shootings, and has been uh, subject to at least 10 uh, formal complaints filed to the uh, city's civilian review authority in the uh, Office of Police Conduct. In three separate reviews for the civilian review authority, he was found to use, quote, demeaning tone, derogatory language, and language other. No other details were available. And on the seven reviews of the local office of police conduct, each concluded closed with no discipline, but we don't have much detail besides that. And for others that maybe haven't been catching up, a few days ago, we learned that they're pushing a second uh, degree murder. And the other police that were with him, if I remember remember correctly, there were three of them, and they're all com- uh, considered like complicit mm-hmm. uh, in, thir- in second degree murder. Uh, I'm not sure if that's passed through yet or not that just the information i've last been updated on is that they're trying for a second degree murder i think it should be first and he should just be fucking he should rot in prison yeah i i completely agree or just kill him because i don't want if he's racist i don't want him in prison that's my thing (laughs) yeah i agree and there is actually one one or two more charges that just came out a few days ago Uh, a lot of people haven't been talking about this but um, my brother sent it to me. Uh, my brother lives in Minneapolis. He uh, lives a few blocks away from the actual site of where George Floyd was murdered by Minneapolis police. Um, so I've gotten to see a lot of the murals and everything first, well, not firsthand, but secondhand through him. Um, but Derek Chauvin was also charged with, I believe it was, uh, it was either one or two counts of voter fraud as well. Uh, for illegally registering as a uh, as a Republican voter in Florida, so there are going to be more charges added on top. It was uh, a judge, like a circuit court judge, I believe, in whatever county uh, Chauvin was living in in uh, Florida, sent a recommendation to the prosecutors in Minneapolis to charge him with that as well. Mm. And this is uh, this is something I wanted to bring up too is talking about prisons. Uh, you know, we said, fuck the police, abolish the police. That means abolishing prisons as well. And I know I just said, let him rot in prison. And then I corrected myself. I think uh, leftists especially get into this, this mindset of, you know, get them sent to prison. But here's, here's a thought I've had that I've never fully expressed before. And I would like to have a discussion about it, you know, in the comments and between me and Brady, or Brady and I is having these people sent to prison, especially if it's on the grounds of them, you know, being neo-Nazis, neo-fascists, white nationalists, whatever, prisons tend to escalate these sort of racist tribalisms. You know, you see like uh, Aryan groups, uh, black nationalist groups. Why would you want to put them in a space in which the police, the, you know, if we say fuck the police, those include the, you know, the prison guards. If they're going to be in a space that will only exacerbate and allow them to feed into their racist thought and actions, you know what I mean? Putting them in there with, you know, disposition, you know, a large amount of black and Latino and chicano uh, populations like why would you want them to go there what <laughs> you know what i mean and that's kind of the it is a contradiction that i think leftism or uh, post-leftism post-leftism even you know sort of has to deal with is in the monopoly of you could say justice quote-unquote of the police and prisons we are kind of stuck having to sometimes abide by the rules such as you know having people sent to prison as opposed to just fucking 
painting them or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know no, I, mean. I, I totally, I totally get your sentiment. And that's something that I'm actually conflicted on as well. And I've been thinking about this for the past few days. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just one of the internal contradictions that we have to deal with when living in um, society as it's organized currently with people who have beliefs that challenge that society, you know? Um, yeah. I totally agree with you. Fuck the, fuck the prison guards too. Um, yeah. Burn the prisons. Uh, RIP fucking uh, William Vance Bronson in <laughs> Washington. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is something that's very difficult that we have to deal with. Uh, I personally, um, I agree with you that this guy should probably just be hung in Minecraft um, and thrown in a hole somewhere as well as all of these other fucking racist murderers that go on killing sprees and uh, try to harm as many people as they can uh, in Minecraft, uh, shoot them in the head and burn their bodies in Minecraft. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I really don't have a, a good rebuttal to that um, because yeah. it's, it's a difficult conversation that I think that we all need to have. Um, I know I have very strong positions on that sort of sentiment when it comes to sexual predators. And I know I've had plenty of arguments with people in the past on that. Um, so I don't, I don't entirely disagree. And if you have a perspective that you want to share with us in the comments, whether you agree or whether you disagree, we do read the comments. Um, we might not always respond to them because we're fucking lazy, but you know, we'll, we'll read them. Mm -hmm. And then another thing I wanted to bring up, there's a few things I definitely want to touch on, but for those that didn't see, uh, I believe it was yesterday in Seattle, a man drove through the protesters, a man ran up to the, the driver's side and then point blank got shot by the dude that drove through the protesters. It was a black yeah, man. Yeah, I did see that video. Shot. Yeah, but uh, the man was 27 years old in his unstable condition. He was able to just walk off. That dude was a fucking champ. Got yeah. shot right. <laughs> got the, shot, um, got back up and walked away. <laughs> yeah, no, and the crazier part about all of that, though, is that the man that shot him and drove through the protesters, he ended up turning himself into police. There's a picture of him standing in front of the riot police line with his thumb up, like his thumbs up, and he's smiling mm -hmm. at them as he's turning himself in. Yeah. Uh, it came I, out that he was a, a union iron worker in, in Seattle, a last name yeah. Fernandez. I'm not sure his first name. Yeah, and he was identified also by people he went to school with, apparently, or something to that effect is apparently how he was identified as well was people he went to college with. From what I read, that's how he got identified. And I think that's just crazy. Have you noticed relatively, you know, excluding property damage, which to me is really, unless it's personal property in the sense of where someone lives, for the most part. The, the these aren't acts of violence i would say because just violence. oh you know, yeah no people act like the fucking um i was seeing this as it happened uh, my brother was walking home from the george floyd memorial and he went around the arby's that was being burned down and i saw some of these videos from like right-wingers sharing this shit online um and they're acting like this this arby's being burnt down was like a fucking attack on their American identity. And I thought it was <laughs> the funniest fucking thing I had ever seen in my life. Um, like, yeah, I think we need to make this very clear as well. Um, I support uh, in Minecraft, uh, the destruction that has happened to these big businesses, uh, the gentrifying condos in uptown Minneapolis, close to Lake Street, where they're kicking 
uh, working class and immigrant uh, peoples out of their neighborhoods to build these giant condo complexes that nobody can afford other than the fucking rich upper middle class kids that come right out of the University of Minnesota close by. So yeah, that doesn't fucking, that doesn't bother me one bit. If it bothers hmm. you, I'm sorry to hurt your feelings. Not really. But um, yeah, I, I totally agree though that um, some of the other actions that I've seen like uh, burning down a gas station that was in between residential homes, uh, people literally fucking fleeing their homes in the middle of the night, that's shitty. Um, and I had some really bad takes as I was seeing that happening where because that was sort of I, I didn't necessarily grow up in Minneapolis, but I spent a lot of time there where I took sort of an emotional response to that. But I see now that uh, that wasn't necessarily the greatest way to see it. But yeah, yeah, if you're fucking crying over a goddamn McDonald's being burnt down or a fucking like a synthetics factory or an Arby's, like, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. I like, saw this one this one meme. It was McDonald's. It was getting lit on fire. It said America has fallen. yeah there's another one where it was like the minnesota national guard as soon as they retake the city and it's like the photo from uh iwo jima where they're raising the american flag with the flagpole (laughs) the famous photo and it's the mcdonald's arch with like the gigantic pole and they're pushing it up like (laughs) like yeah um if you're upset about property damage but not upset about police brutality and generations upon generations centuries of time where people have been brutalized by the uh the state and the ruling class then I don't take you seriously, and I fucking hope someone beats you with a lock and a sock in Minecraft. Yeah. And then another thing I think that's interesting, or before I get to that, I should say this. While I support riots, that doesn't mean I support everything that every individual does in a riot. You know what I mean? It's like, for example, if I see like a revolutionary movement, whatever that is, something bad can happen. I still support the revolution as a whole. I can criticize actions of a small group or or, you know, individual, you know, or what have you. And I think people have this, like, you have to be one or the other, you support it or you don't, instead of having a sort of critical support or a general support for something. People are like, you have to be one or the other. And it's so fucking frustrating because it's like, that's not how the world works. <laughs> yeah, no, show me show me one act of, of upheaval or social, uh, social distress that had no fault to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I challenge you to find me one in history and if you try to say the uh, the revolution in Portugal, I already know what you're going to say. So don't say that one. Find me a different one because there definitely were still issues with, with the actions taken there in the 70s as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, these same people that support uh, the, um, the illegal war in Iraq and in Afghanistan, um, murdering civilians, drone strikes where 90% of the casualties due to drone strikes are have been proven innocent or non-related to various terrorist Non-combat. groups, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if you're going to support all of those actions and then cry about people uh, getting a little too rowdy and setting fire to uh, some small businesses, then once again, I don't take your opinion seriously and you need to look more critically into your own actions and your own beliefs too be a little bit more honest and one thing i've noticed is that these uh, especially right leaners or you know right prims and, and things like that were super into the hong kong riots and there was property oh, destruction. Yeah. but dude oh, when yeah. it happens here it's rowdy black people you know n-word all over the place you know what i mean it's oh like, yeah but, it's because it's chinese property art it's chinese property they're communists mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. 
And it's yeah. people like really think they're like, dude, you're so over socialized. Do you enjoy talking about black liberation or black rights when when it's like you're are you're just over socialized into the modern conception of morality and property? Say, so how are you gonna tell me <laughs> I'm over socialized because I don't think black people should be killed by the cops for fucking wanting, you know, for no reason at all. Ah, uh, yes, being over socialized. I forgot. That means when you care about the material, uh, the material well-being of the people in your communities. I forgot that's right. what Kaczynski said. Yeah, and I, uh, and I have to reread that passage. <laughs> and ironically, Ted, Ted did say black people in America, especially, are oppressed, and he supported the Black Panther Party. But people will ignore that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we can't. We can't speak about that. But yeah, I mean, I guess I've it seems a little weird to be talking about this now because I've had very extensive conversations with art about this as it's been happening and and other people in sort of, I don't want to say the movement because that sounds really fucking cringy, but in sort of the the circle of people that we talk to, which is very, very few. Um, But yeah, I mean, what do you think that from your personal point of view, what do you think that this is going to lead to? Because I think I have an idea of what, what all this social unrest is going to lead to. I just kind of want to hear that from you. Personally, I do think that these, these movements are going to start fading out where the Democrats have already started talking about fucking police reform. And you know, the Republicans are going to fight with them about it. It's going to be back and forth. I think we're going to stay, we're going to see blue states uh, start to, uh, develop a little bit more police reform. We might see things uh, that we are seeing now in Minneapolis with them, just you know, getting rid of their police, and they're probably going to follow something like how me and me and Brady were talking about this just before we started recording. Is uh, in New Jersey, Camden County Police Department, or also called the Metro Division. It's essentially sort of this decentralized, demilitarized police force. We're probably going to start seeing things like that. Uh, the protests in my town are only basically calling to start voting blue no matter who <laughs> and and um, police having to wear more cameras and not allowed to turn them off. And that's basically the extent. Some places are more radical than others and they're like, dude, fucking abolish the police. Yeah, you know, it, the funniest thing about the crowd that says vote blue no matter who, um, and I've seen uh, memes about this, but it, it's really true. Like, the governor of Minnesota is a Democrat. The mayor of Minneapolis is a Democrat. The city council of uh, Minneapolis is all Democrats. There's not one Republican. And this still happened. Like, yeah. I, I, really, I really don't understand how people sincerely believe that voting for Joe Biden, who, along with President Obama, ordered fucking mercenaries at Standing Rock to start gassing indigenous people who wanted to protect their water so they didn't die, and the protesters at uh, the various Occupy movements around the country got brutally cracked down by the police. I, I find it funny when I talk to these people, and I try not to do it very much because it makes me want to shoot myself in the head. Um, in but, Minecraft. In Minecraft, yeah. Um, <laughs> in Minecraft. But yeah, when I talk to these people, they, they sincerely believe that a vote for Joe Biden, if he was an officer, if Hillary was an office right now, that this would not have happened. And I ask them to substantiate their beliefs at all. I point out Standing Rock. I point out the Occupy protests. And uh, they say, yeah, well, Trump bad. Trump is doing it now. Okay, so uh, people of color in this country, especially uh, black people, have faced uh, systemic injustice for 350 years. 
you don't think a few Democrats and Republicans in there have, uh, you, don't, you don't think there's been a few of, of both parties in power across the country in 350 years and yeah. things still haven't changed? The difference between a Democrat and a Republican is the Democrats more likely to make a pit what appears to be concessions to the working class and they appear that way. But for example, in the Civil Rights Act, when it passed, you couldn't, what is, incite riots across state lines. For example, that was something that came out. And then someone, uh, if I remember correctly, it's St. Louis, just got arrested for, quote, uh, you know, fucking inciting riots. And there's very little evidence besides the fact that he was supporting them online and then was organizing one in his own area. And so they got him for that. And he's, of course, fucking black man who opened Terry since Ferguson and they arrest his ass for it. And then it's... Yeah. Then there's, then there's a talk of FBI, uh, is, if I remember correctly, it's the NSA and the FBI working in conjunction to try and arrest people at riots for suspected Antifa uh, action and sympathies. And they're pulling people off to the sites like, oh, what do you think of Antifa? And have you done anything? It's like, I don't know. It's like the people really think that Democrats are, the, and I think Joe Biden really encapsulated what it means to be a Democrat. Why don't we shoot them in the lake? Why don't <laughs> exactly. we shoot them in the lake? Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I I 100% agree. And I would just like to expand on one thing that you said in regards to the FBI. Um, It's not even just suspected Antifa ties or support. It's uh, anarchist, it's leftist, it's progressive, uh, any Mm -hmm. sort of sympathies that you have. So number one, um, I've said this a whole bunch of times, and I feel like I'm going to fucking lose my voice if I keep saying it. Leave your fucking phone at home. If you go to to direct actions anywhere, leave your phone at home. Stop taking pictures of yourself. If you have to bring your phone with you, if you're going alone, leave it in your car, turn it on airplane mode, stop taking pictures of yourself. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares if you fucking post a picture of yourself with a, with a sign uh, saying Black Lives Matter on it. Because guess what? There's hundreds of thousands of people across the country doing the same. Um, if you end up getting picked up by the FBI and have a bunch of pictures and videos of yourself at actions on your phone, you're fucked. And that sucks, but I'm not going to feel bad for you because you did it to yourself. So just stop doing that shit. I don't know how many times I have to say it. Like, it's, it's not cool. It, it's not a joke. Like this is real life. People are, people are going missing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the, and another thing I want to bring up. Uh, that I wanted to touch on is people I've noticed it's been the whole conversation about fucking statistics on black crime, white crime, police kill. Uh, evidently, I'm not sure if this one's true. But I saw someone throw this that white people are 300% more likely to be killed by police or something to that effect. I'm not sure how true that is. And then there's the, I remember Trump tweeted it in 2016. It was like uh, black on black crime, black on white crime. And it's actually like a totally fucking fake statistic that oh, wow, was just by made up by some white nationalist. It was the same dude who shot up the black church. Uh, where was that at? Uh, um, in uh, North Carolina, Dylan Roof. Yeah, he, it was the same thing he cited, but even the FBI, it's the FBI and the Department of Justice, if I remember correctly, both cite completely different statistics and that you're more likely as a white person to be killed by a white person than a black, than a black person to hurt you or something, something to that effect. Uh, I can see if I can link them, uh, those statistics in the description. I always take these with a grain of salt anyways, because it's the state. And as an anarchist, why the fuck would I even listen to this <laughs> shit? But I, I think sure. it's funny that you do. My point is, is that there's a contradiction in, in the fact that our, the 
he might not have been president yet anyways, but the fact he was, you know, at least running for president or held office, held completely opposite statistics to the FBI and uh, Department of Justice, et cetera. I don't know. I just, I find that so funny in how often people will make these sort of, it's dog whistling is what it is. It's fastest dog whistling. Uh, No one ever checks their sources and that goes left or right. You know, I'm not going to say only right wieners don't check their sources because, you know, I have to check left wieners. Even if I agree with their point, if they cite something and it's wrong, I'm going to correct them, whether or not it's something I believe in, because I believe in, you know, it's the truth, whether or not I want it to be correct. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that everyone needs to be better at. Um, I even find myself in those positions every once in a while and have to have to check myself on that on that same type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, everything that's going on around the country, I know Art explained their position on this. Um, I think mine is very similar. Um, I, I, if you would have asked me this when the third precinct was being burned down, it would have probably had a very different answer for you, um, in terms of what I think is going to happen next. But I think the actions that we've been seeing now, um, in the last like four to seven days have really sort of changed my opinion on it. I agree. Uh, everything is going to start to be fizzling out. People are going to start talking about the elections, how Donald Trump is bad, um, how we need to remember to vote. Uh, to get him out of office because when the Democrats come in, police brutality will go away. People will get their jobs back. Uh, The suffering that we're all feeling across the country, not just because of uh, the police, but because of the the economic downturn that we've been experiencing for the last few months is all going to go away just by by voting for the blue guy. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that we've been seeing over and over again. History repeats itself. Uh, and we're just living through it again. So I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for what's going on at the moment. Um, trying to stay positive. I think that's, like I said earlier, one thing that we, we all need to do, but there comes a certain point where you need to kind of accept what's going on and, and move on from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one but, thing, I, one more thing I wanted to touch on before we uh, uh, wrap this up is the conversation in regards to community policing uh, that anarchists like to talk about. And uh, I will link two point two or three articles from the Anarchist Library. Two of them are their own statements, and one of them is a critique of the, one of the the first two. Um, that people that people think that m- moving the police away from the government or from even private institutions, say they are privately funded, you know, basically mercenaries is what those would be, um, into the hands of the people. It's like, how is that any better? What does that mean? That we have more control, supposedly? It's like, but would we really? Because wouldn't it just form as, as its own clique? Because that's, that's my criticism. It's, if everyone's a police officer, it's kind of like the, the, my criticism of co-ops as a, as a quote solution, is that everyone is now a boss and therefore everyone has to boss one another. Instead of there just being one or two bosses, everyone becomes, it's kind of like everyone becomes a cop. It's like everyone being a cop is not a good thing. You know, you need to, Absolutely. Kill, you need to, kill the officer in your head you know it's the uh there's a police officer in your head and he must be destroyed yeah no i completely agree um i think the way that you've explained it to me recently um i definitely agree with that and i would have sort of had that similar like base anarchist position a few months ago um but yeah i mean what happens when everyone in their neighborhood starts snitching on each other Mm -hmm. Who, who do you have to go to then who do you yeah. have? Where is your community support when everyone's a cop? Yeah, so, yeah, it's, I totally it's agree. One of those things. It's 
it's because you haven't abolished those power structures. You've just decentralized them. And a decentralizing power is not a solution to the injustice of power. You have to get to the core of it. And admittedly, do I think under an anarchistic society, whether that would be, quote, primitivist society or communist, would most crime basically be sort of negated, like the, the economic and sociocultural necessities? Yeah, of course. But still, that doesn't mean people are going to become angels and stop being assholes to, to each other. Therefore, <laughs> we'll need to create solutions. But I think speaking in sort of monolithic um, monolithic tone, you know, having that sort of mindset to it is the wrong way to address it. And rather that communities on their own will have to develop their own programs to, to addressing these problems. And so I, I think a centralized norm is not the solution. I agree, and I don't think I could have said it any better myself. Also, um, anar anarchist prisons are still prisons, so don't fucking yeah. talk to me about fucking Catalonia. I won't fucking Decentralized listen. concentration camps are still concentration camps. <laughs> yeah. I don't care um, if it's a syndicalist or Stalinist. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, completely. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more we can say on this topic that hasn't been said already. I just figured, um, and Art figured as well, that we should probably make our, our position clear on this as well. Um, the next few episodes, um, we can kind of explain what we're thinking about doing. Uh, I think the next episode, Art and I were talking to Julian Langer, who we had on the podcast earlier. Uh, the author uh, talked about Badger's uh, eco-absurdism, all that, all that fun figurative stuff and imaginative stuff that I like to talk about. It's sort of where I like to go. Uh, yeah, we're going to try to get... He's about to self-publish uh, two of his older works, uh, his feral books, and then is self-publishing another. He is broken away from Little Black Cart, and that's kind of the conversation we'll be having is, uh, you know, giving him a platform to kind of push for that. And, you know, you'll get all the information. We'll try and get that episode out after this one. So you guys won't really notice much of a difference. But for us, you know, we'll record, try to get this one up soon, and then hopefully be able to contact him, despite the fact he He's a, uh, you know, lives across the pond. So working out a schedule is a little bit difficult. Brit bonger pieces of shit. <laughs> but so, yeah. yeah, we're going to try to get Julian on. Well, hopefully we'll have a fun conversation. Um, if you know anyone who you think would be uh, an interesting guest to have on the show, we can talk about literally anything. Uh, just let us know in the comments or uh, send us a direct message on Instagram at uncivilized.podcast. Uh, you can uh, send us an, an email and the email associated with the YouTube account as well. We do check that every once in a while, but it, we might not see that first. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, I'm Brady. Art is here with me as well. And uh, you guys have a great day.